Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode three of In the Spray Room with Sold Magazine. I am Big Ronnie, and with me, as always, is our great co-host, Audrey. Hello, hello from Bite Girl. So, we have an announcement before we get going. Uh, I'd like to announce that uh, Sold is going to be hosting a series of fundraiser events this year uh, to help the magazine raise funds and do what we keep doing. Uh, The first event is going to be March 2nd. It's going to be a Free Art Friday day. We're going to be going out with some artists and joining one of Audrey, a.k.a. Bike Girl's great tours that she has curated specifically for this reason. Pretty excited. And uh, Audrey, what do you think? I think it's going to be awesome. There's going to be goodie bags and lots of one-of-a-kind items and the chance to see some one-of-a-kind, one-of-a-art along the way. We've already gotten submissions from two artists uh, for uh, really nice wheat pastes for the goodie bags, and we're excited to, you know, meet some fans and, uh, you know, help spread the word about the great work that our our artists are, are doing out there. And every month we'll be going to a different part of the city, so it's also a chance to see parts of the city that you may not have walked around before. I want to come on the Bronx one. I haven't spent much time looking at street art. Me either. That one's going to be interesting. That's awesome. So we have a special guest with us today, Abe Lincoln Jr. What's up, brother? How you doing? Yeah, what's up? How you doing? All right. Why don't you tell the fans uh, your life story, and we'll, Audrey and I will just go and grab a water. Be right um, back. All right. Uh, I'm Abe Lincoln Jr. I have been vandalizing shit since 1983. Uh, it was when I first started. Uh, I used to just rep my skate team, just tagging shit. Um, uh, and then, uh, you know, at one point, I saw, we, me and my friend saw Beat Street and decided to try our hands at graffiti. Uh, was not very successful, but, you know, that's, you know, I mean, I've got some stuff that, that, that we had a place we used to go hit up all the time when I was a kid. And we have like lots of photos or now we have a few photos left of all the stuff we did there, um, which is fun to check out. Um, I've improved a lot since Uh, Since you started i hope so yeah Yeah. uh let's see basically i've been kind of just doing it off and on for like you know since then um you know i did like different stuff in the 90s i used to uh i used to go instead of putting out like instead of doing like you know stickers and things like that uh they used to have um like at bookstores and cafes they would have these little like quarter size like quarter page size flyers for people's concerts okay like when people would play shows at continental or cbs or something like that and i used to go make just art sized one like you know quarter sized pieces of paper of um art and just leave those in the same stack and things like that and then uh in 2003 i kind of started under the name abe lincoln jr uh just through a series of events i picked that name at random well abe lincoln was taken yes it was definitely um and i felt it it was funny because it was um the reason why I picked it was uh, when I was uh, in like the 90s, I had a bunch of friends. They were all in punk rock bands and played, you know, whatever, hardcore. And um, by the 90s, they all became like singer songwriters and like they had acoustic guitars and they were singing about feelings. And I was like, oh, man, fucking A. So I was like, uh, so basically I, um, I, was, I came up with the idea of starting a band called Gettysburg Express and I would dress up like Abe Lincoln uh, and sing hardcore <laughs> songs about the Civil War from Abe Lincoln's perspective. Yes, <laughs> and uh, and um, with that, it, uh, I was trying to recruit a friend of mine to play guitar, uh, but he had another band he was in and he couldn't play. So, uh, but he was an editor at Details Magazine. So before we ever, I wrote before I even wrote any songs or played a show, 
he offered to be offered me a spot in the magazine hmm. to promote the band, and I was like, "Well, you know, I haven't done anything yet." And he's like, "As long as you promise to play a show, okay." You know, so uh, I went for it, and I wrote a bunch of songs. One's called uh, "Civil War," oddly. Um, another one, Emancipation Proclamation, things like that. <laughs> we played a show at the Cooler over on 14th Street. I think that's where the ASICS flagship store is now. Um, back then, it was pretty sketchy. Um, and uh, so anyway, that's where I got the name from. Um, and uh, I started out just doing a little vector sticker bird uh, of a pooping bird. Uh, you, you know, if you check out my website, it's on there. He's kind of my Mickey Mouse logo now. I don't really use him much for anything, but he's always there. Uh, and his name was Char, and I was putting that up, you know, 2003 is when I started doing everything under the Abe name, and I started putting that up around and started being on art shows and, you know, all around the world, and, you know, just because that's kind of when things started kicking off, really. And, uh, you know, I've been doing it off and on ever since, you know, just been like kind of like I take hiatuses when I get fucking annoyed by everything, and then I come back when I'm done having a tantrum, and then I continue doing my thing. <laughs> See, that's, that's the tricky part, Audrey. We have to, it's easy to wind him up and give him things to rail about. Oh, yeah. But we, I want to hear what he likes today, which is going to be tough because I'm going to ask him, do you like this? Arr, I can't wait. It's going to be, he's going to be up my butt. I know it. <laughs> so the other day we had a conversation about um, placement, about advertising, about how to get it out there. Uh, on the last conversation that we had, which we are now having to record. Thank you very much, Ronnie, who doesn't know how to work audio stuff. So, but we were talking about your ad takeovers. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk to you, not not about the pieces, not about why you think ad advertising doesn't need to be there. Why you think your shit's better. Not let's Let's go a level higher. If you could replace all the ads in Times Square, what would they be? It wouldn't all be artwork, would it? Uh... I don't know. I mean, you mean like all the digital ads and things like that? You're curating Times Square tomorrow. What's up? Uh, for the, not just for you, for the good of everything else that needs to be there and things like that. What are we putting in Times Square tomorrow? Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. Like, uh, you know, I'd probably get a cross-section of stuff, you know, like artists that are not street art, obviously. You know, give it, uh, give people a platform to show their work that deserve to be shown. Um, you know, I probably just have to curate different, different mediums, you know, uh, there was a, uh, I used to work in times square and there's this guy who, uh, was a commercial director and he had, um, this camera that shot things that like, you know, like could slow things down to one, one twelve thousandth of a frame and he would get, and so, and that was for some work he was doing and he took it on the subway and just kind of put it there and and took pictures of random subway riders and so it was like a photo but then 30 seconds in like a little like light in the background would start moving really slowly across they were fucking gorgeous and it was super high def photos and they're black and white and they're really gorgeous i forget the guy's name but like stuff like that you know people were doing like weird interesting work uh i would totally love to do that kind of stuff you know just but different mediums not just you know static images videos art whatever you know why is weird interesting? Because uh, it's not the regular, boring-ass, normal stuff we're used to. So what are you... I mean, what are you eventually trying to say? About as what? Far, as far as weird and what your art... Like, if you're in Times Square, is there a message? Or is the message just that it's weird? 
Uh, you know, I mean, it'd just be, it's, you know, I guess it would merit, you know, on it, like whatever its merit would be, you know, like if it was like that guy who did the photos, like the weird video photo thing, um, you know, I mean, just take people off guard, take something out of context. I think that's why the ad takeovers work so well is because everyone's walking past the phone booth and they're like, oh, there's a shitty ad I'm not going to ignore. And then they look up and there's some art in there and they're like, you know, it throws you off. It's kind of like the way street art was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when I first started, you would mm-hmm. like be walking down the street and there would be this gigantic swoon wheat pasted mm-hmm. on the side of a warehouse in Gowanus where nobody lived, you know, and you'd stop and you'd be like, holy shit, look at that, you know, and then or Bast or Fail, all those mm-hmm. guys, you know, would have these like pieces that you would just they, they would stop you in your tracks. And I don't think that really happens with street art anymore because mm-hmm. it's kind of like a it's kind of like a thing now, you know, it's like, uh, you know, uh, I you know, kind of then it was like very much kind of like uh, the equivalent of like a black flag show. And now street art's kind of like the warp tour. Huh. You know what I mean? No, I yeah, like there's shit. I, I mean, like, yeah. and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that's good or bad or whatever. Yeah. I'm just saying that's the way it is now. You know, I mean, like you said, like, you know, uh, old New York's dead, you know, so it's like, you know, I can. I'm, yeah, but my my message and your message, I think, are 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 polar opposites but we're still bitching which is wonderful <laughs> i like no what i love about abe's stuff is uh you know and, and rrr, let's rewind i read a lot of business books i read a lot of books jay-z's book is on my shelf why because he taught me in that book you pick up a mic to tell people why you're dope that's why you start talking that's why you stand on a stage that's why you're the master of ceremonies that's why you're someone to be looked at but i think abe's stuff is doing that by celebrating mediocrity, well, because and- people stri- people have to strive to it these days, Audrey. We're compared to everyone in this world, and he's putting up a piece that says, "You know, sometimes getting out of bed goes in the wind column," and you're fucking right, man. That's we 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 can't just all shoot for the mountain and say, "Okay, ride hard today, or hustle hard today." We got to celebrate the little shit that happens every goddamn day that a lot of people can't celebrate. Or, yeah, or I need mean, help. The you know, it's about looking at a piece of work and saying, "Yeah, I'm, I get it. Yeah, all right. There's somebody else that's like that. That makes me feel better." Yeah, well, that's the whole idea with those couple of things that I did was I wanted to like kind of like you know talk about being depressed and like you know like I get seasonal affective disorder pretty bad sometimes, uh, and like you know, and you just got your ass kicked, you know, and so like you know, and like I, I posted some of these on Reddit and people were like, "Oh, that's not how you should portray depressed people." Like, you know, and they did a lot of eye rolling and stuff like that, which uh, which I've been actually become a fan of uh, Reddit Internet beef. It's really fun. Um, uh, so, you know, but they were missing the point. It was like, you know, like the, there was one that I did that said, like, you know, you know, sometimes taking a shower goes in the wind column, yeah. uh, you know, and like and, you know, there's sometimes when your ass is just kicked and you fucking get out of bed and you fucking make it into the shower and you get out. And you get back in bed, but you got in fucking, you know, you yeah. got in the shower. Which you don't smell. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a game of millimeters, you know? And like, you know, also it's another one I did that said like, you know, shout out to everyone who can't get out of bed today, you know? Uh, you know, and that's kind of like, and, and I was using like, uh, like I'm kind of obsessed with stock photography. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of using like the pot, like, you know, like there's one of like the, the shower one is a woman holding a glass of wine, giving the thumbs up with like this like idyllic kind of stock photo uh, smile. And then the other guy's like jumping up and down, like, you know, like success, you know. Um, and I like to use that juxtaposition, you know, like of like, you know, like that stock photo vibe with like this neg- this message that's like, you know, wow, shit, shit can get really crappy sometimes, you know. So I don't know. 
See, but then you go super positive with the "It's Okay to Be Nice" piece in First Street First Street Art Park, which was dope. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Actually, uh, that's because I just because I play nice in in legal situations. Um, you know, the rest of the posters from that series was slappy, um, going, um, "Don't be an asshole." That racists are dick bags. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so you know, I wanted to bring that over there, and also again, it's like that bouncing back and forth. Like, okay, like in the legal wall, I'm you know. I put up this positive message for the kids, but actually, if you look around, it's all the dog just going, "Don't be an asshole." Audrey, the uh, the grammar police came for him after that piece. Oh, then. Oh, that's don't right. Don't be an asshole. No, no. no. If, uh, it's okay to be nice because I a... used the apostrophe apostrophe wrong or something. <laughs> but I was like, oh, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Would somebody do that to a writer or or, a, or, or yeah, a... yes, yes. I guess. Yeah. yes. I guess you're right. In the modern <laughs> world, yeah, you're the, right. If that's all they come after you for, that's. You know, yeah, that's the win in the win column. Oh, well, grammar police. Right. <laughs> well, I, I just love that you're talking to you're, – you're, you're almost motivating the downtrodden. Eh, I guess. I mean, I'm just talking about my own experiences and, like, you know, because, like, people don't really ever want to talk about that stuff. Or, mm-hmm. like, you know, like you say, everyone wants to floss and look like mm-hmm. they're badasses and go, check me out. I'm fucking with my phone, with my phone, like the money phone thing, you know. Nobody's out there going, yeah, I fucking struggle too. I mean, not not nobody. That's 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 an overstatement, mm-hmm. you know. But, you know, generally people are like, you know, putting it out there like, you know, I'm, the top, I'm on top of the world, you know, I'm the fucking best ever. And people don't really kind of recognize the rough shit. See, I, I always felt when you used your strengths, uh, when you used your weaknesses first as strengths, other people can't use them against you. So when you're, when you're leading with that level of art, it's not like you're going to feel a different way if somebody doesn't like it because it's not about them. Right. It's not about... Well, they're feeling, but someone will pat you on the back. Say, dude, I've been there. Right. And it makes it all right. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's not really for the people who are like, oh, wine is a poor choice for depressed people. It's like, you know, (laughs) well, yeah, hello. You know, know, that's the whole that's kind of the point, you know, Um, but, you know, whatever, you know, and and like those ones in particular are for people who are fucking hating it, you know, and can go, oh, shit. Okay. Cool, you know. <laughs> but you know what? I Hate is still a reaction to your art. And the idea behind artists, sometimes it is to challenge. And haters are still people that are paying attention. Yeah, I guess. But, I mean, it's funny now because, like, it brought up an interesting, like, that little series I did. I did another one that uh, was, you know, this was going to be snarky. It was like a little, it's like a cute kid, like one of the cute kids that I do. Mm-hmm. And it's like this said, this was going to be snarky, but... Um, be good to each other, NYC, and the and and it was funny because the, the reason behind that one was initially that said something totally different. It said like it was like ragging on, like it was like initially it said something like you know the universe is too big to give a fuck about your best self, you know, like it was super snarky. And then the <laughs> fucking bomb guy fucking blew up in fucking Times Square, and I was like, this is not a time to be a dick. So I thought I'd put a positive message out there. You know, try to set, put, you know, like, you know, because, you know, I mean, when shit like that goes down, we're all in this together, ultimately, you know, like everyone just kind of shuts up and goes, OK, you know, we're in, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, but it was funny because of that one was interesting because, you know, like that one got lots of likes. You know, I mean, they, you know, and that's great and all that stuff. But uh, it brought up an interesting kind of conundrum is like, you know, like there's a lot of softball you know, Instagram ready quoted fucking shit out there. That's fucking just kind of like, there's nothing to it. It's just like, you know, it's just like, you know, some kind of aphorism, like, you know, turn that frown upside down. 
And it's like, you know, what the fuck? You yeah. know, and I was like, you know, and, and actually it was funny because people were calling me because I was being a dick on uh, Facebook about something. I was ragging on sports or Star Wars, one of the two. That always pisses <laughs> people off. And then um, they were like, they used the don't be an asshole picture. Oh, you know? nice. back to <laughs> me. Like, for back you. To me, yeah, motherfucker. Which, uh, which I was laughing about. Yeah. But then I was thinking about it and like, you know, all right. So um, do I want to fucking start putting softball fucking Instagram ready aphorisms out there? Or should I fucking just stick to being like, you know, the real me, which is pretty fucking cranky sometimes, you know? And, you know, obviously the answer is uh, be cranky. You know? I like well, the yeah, cranky, I'll be there's honest. Enough of, there's enough of the other out there. Right. Well, it's like, you know, to it's dig just through for years. Yeah. Well, that's, and that's another thing is it's like, you know, a lot of street art is like a packaged product now, you know, like it's, it's like Taylor, it's tailored for, you know, Instagram, Twitter quotey kind of, you know, and that's fine. But it's like, you know, is it art or is it a freaking marketing campaign, right. you know? And and if it's a marketing campaign, fine. You know, I mean, that's the thing about street. There's no curator. So everybody can do what they want, whether it sucks or it rules. It's all there, you know, and that's great. But like, you know, the people like, you know, a lot of people with marketing campaigns are like going, I'm a high artist. You know, and you're like, actually, you're just fucking, you know, you're fucking repping product. And that's cool. But let's, you know, talk about, you know, let's be real, you know. See, what I, what I find very interesting in, in the art world, very, uh, very few people are successful uh, before they put the work in. In business, you have to put the work in before you're successful. You, there are no, you, you, investments are overnight successes and, you know, product, one in a million products and things like that. But for the most part, the smartest people, the people I learned from are the people doing it 30 years. And you can't, you can't leapfrog that. So I think it's okay that some of the pop stuff and some of the Instagram ready stuff, it's, it's naturally going to supplant old school hard work because it's a new school idea. Now, yeah. I don't know if that new school idea can last 10 years, five years, 50 years. I don't know. I'm not, I'm reading the tea leaves just like everybody else, but I think for your stuff, the stuff that is internal emotions, not making people feel things about other anything else. You're, you're making people feel things about them. I think it's just more eyeballs for you, brother. I think Maybe. The, the advent of, of, of new social media is, I think, just find the easiest way to get it out there and right. you know, let, the, let, the, let, the, let the free market decide. Because that's right. re, essentially, it's, it's a product. They want to you know, look at it, like it or not. And I think you're making people feel it, which is great. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, that's like, you know, I don't know. I just like, you know, I can see what people post, you know, if they reply to something or not. But, you know, I mean, like I'm like, like, it's funny because like my favorite work is the shit that I do just to do it, you know, like that without like, you know, like, you know, with no like, hey, I've got a great idea. This is going to be the next big thing, you know, uh, like, um, you know, uh, this is something we talked about the last time around. I have like a, a, a fake record label called fugue state records I and i this. laser yeah. etch shit to look like seven inches right and then i make you know and then i make uh then i make like you know handmade uh record sleeves and like you know all diy i make t-shirts i make and i have a whole roster of bands um <laughs> spinal that, tap yeah yeah totally <laughs> um and uh you know and so like and that one like nobody gets you know, like people who, like I thought maybe people who collect records would be into sure. it, but they hate it because they were like, They're, what? this is like fucking fake music. Cause like, you know, and then I thought like, you know, it was like when I was doing kid robot stuff, I thought maybe toy, toy collectors would be into it and they don't get it cause it's not a toy, you know? And then, you know, and it just, and it totally has no fucking market. 
and that's and I fucking still love it. You know, I don't do it that often because it's expensive, but like when I can, I'll throw it down and I'll put out something new. I just made a new T-shirt, you know, recently that you know is one of one, you know, because like I mean, I just have it. I have access to it. I don't really put it out there, but um, you know, have it. Right, right, right exactly. Yeah, it's you mine. know. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think like, you know, I, I don't know, you know, and, and again, it's like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you know, people now like new hip hop and we're all cranky cause we like old hip hop, you know, it's all the same thing. Yeah. You know? but I like the cranky old man. I think, I think there's a part of the society that looks at the young whippersnapper with just disgust and disdain. We yeah. all want to say what the cranky old man says. It's just we don't all have the guts to say it. So it's nice well, when somebody else says it. We can say, yep, I feel like that too. But I appreciate the young yeah. guns going, like, we don't give a fuck what you do. So what? You yeah. know, like when I was a punk, little punk rocker in the 80s, we hated hippies. We're like, we didn't give a fuck about the 60s. Fuck you, you know? <laughs> and, you know, the guys who are out there now fucking going, hey – Yo, you cranky old fucks, fuck off. We don't care either. Great. You know, awesome. It's part of the whole, you know, thing. You know, I'm not the target demographic for 20-something dudes who smoke blunts and fucking drink 40s, you know? No. So, (laughs) no. No? No. Uh, (laughs) You know, like, that that doesn't really speak to me because I have a different life experience. You know what I mean? Like, I did it. Your ideal customer is the, you know, the 40-year-old that smokes blunts and drinks 40s. (laughs) The other side of hipster. Right. <laughs> All right, Audrey. Um, Fugue State Records. If you had to design a band, Bike Girl and the... What would your band name be? <laughs> the Sprayettes. Nice. Sprayettes. Excellent. I like it. Me, I would be Big Ronnie and the Acolytes because nice. that's all I need. You like, uh, you like the wrestling crew? Sure. <laughs> sure, yeah. Just, oh, definitely. Just... I can see the whole Lucha Libra look. Mm-hmm. I think we would be somewhere in between dressed like the Ultimate Warrior and Coco Beware. Remember how flamboyant yeah. Coco was? I loved that without the bird. I loved Coco Beware just because he was ah, he was out there. He was everything. Yo, it was crazy. Actually, uh, I went and saw wrestling. I went to a wrestling show way back when, sure. and it was like kind of towards the tail end of Coco's career. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was weird because. Like, I was like, whatever, Coco, beware. Okay, you know? And he fucking got everyone so fucking pumped. It was weird. I was like, that I was like, yeah, insane. Coco, beware. He's fucking awesome. But <laughs> I, my point? Yeah, and it was crazy because, like, you That's know, I was point, totally Audrey. going into this going, right. yeah, yeah, you know, whatever this dude. He's an old guy. So Ultimate Warrior was just nuts. You couldn't understand what he was saying, yep. what he was talking about. There were no congruent sentences in this man's repertoire. That was it. He was there just to... <laughs> And you know, and then Coco was dancing and singing, and right. got the bird flapping. I wanted to be somewhere, just you know, kind of in between. Somewhere those in the two middle. Guys. So maybe Warrant. I would, <laughs> the band. I would, yeah, I'd probably dress like Warrant. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah listen, I'm going to say Sex Pistols. That's not going to happen. But uh, no, I'm being funny. But yep. So I was thinking Guar, but I'm. Wow, that's a little too big. That's a little. That's a little <laughs> too big. Yeah. yeah. What was your first concert? Uh, I saw the world's shittiest first concert ever. I saw. Um, let's see. It was Night Ranger, Brian Adams, <laughs> Eddie Money. Who Who was the guy who I went to see? Yeah, sure. Like I was like, no, yo, I gotta go see Eddie Money. One hit wonder. By no way. He shreds. No, he had a couple. Yeah, yeah, he, he rocks. Um, then uh, Triumph and Journey. 
own the same. Yeah, yeah, it was like a day long. Like it was like one of those like right. day long monsters was it in and rock joints. Eighties or the nineties? Yeah, yeah, eighties. Yeah, eighties. Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was like eighty one or eighty two or something. So yeah, these were all that. like headliners in their own thing. It was kind of a well, Night Ranger wasn't a thing so yet. Yeah. They were like opening. Like they had the one hit. They had one hit at that point. Did they have anything past Sister Christian? This was pre Sister Christian. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even hear that song. That's yep. funny. Audrey, what was your first concert? Oh gosh, real one. Yeah. Okay, it was David Cassidy. Wow, wow. that's, that's awesome. We just lost like David. 12. Rip David Cassidy. Twelve. Yeah. Cool. I for me it was uh, Stone Temple Pilots, uh, and Local H opened them for them in Nassau Coliseum. That's your first concert. Ninety one, ninety two. Yeah. Wow. That makes me feel old. Me too. Yeah. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> Do what I can. So. Abe, let's get back to it here. Let's uh, talk about some, some kind of current events. Uh, we're coming up on Women's History Month in March, and uh, you had uh, some very interesting female-focused and uh, you know social work in 2017 with the uh, Resistance's female ed takeover work. Mm-hmm. Talk to me a little bit about what you think the difference is, and you're all up in it as a male street artist. But what do you think the differences are between male and female street artists today? Not their work, just you know how they're perceived, how they're handled. Uh, you know more from the equality, you know, side of it. You know, is there still some bullshit going on out there? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like I'm not an expert. You know, just because I did like worked with resistance as female, does I don't consider myself an expert or an uber feminist or anything like that. I'm just like you know. Well, let's I thought, let's define it. What's what does feminism mean to you? Uh, you know, I mean. Treated equally, equality. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, anything think, more than that is is something different. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying, like, my view of it is like, you know, you know, should people be paid the same amount of money for the same work? Yes. Should people be not allowed to vote for, you know, because of their sex? No. You know, like, you know, it's pretty straightforward. You know, you know, pretty simple stuff. Yeah, pretty basic stuff. You know, um, uh, you know, it, it's funny because I think. Um, uh, there's still double a lot of double standards you know in even in street art you know it's like if a you know if a woman is more sex positive then everyone's calling her a hoe and you know or if uh you know or if they're even in your face and kind of being like fuck you you know like you know if everybody you know every street artist kind of coming or a lot of them come from the fuck you camp you know like mm-hmm. i'm in your face i'm doing my thing you don't like it fuck you what and but i've seen women street artists who come from that angle and they're just like oh that, that chick's a bitch you know, which is a total, you know, it's like they're just, they're saying the same thing in a different way. And like they're getting fucking ragged on because they're women, basically, you know, and, and it may not be like overt, mm-hmm. but, you know, like it's it's weird, you know. See, one uh, one person I've gotten friendly with, uh, you know, over the years is, is Gumshoe and her stuff. She's always asked for her, you know, her sexy leg stuff, but she's a very talented fine art painter and she isn't asked for that that level of work which is which much higher quality much higher detail you know probably higher cost Mm -hmm. Uh, but she's not asked for for that level of work because she has the you know the 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 the, um you know this this sex forward line of legs and and things like that that she does which is wonderful and it's great Uh, you know uh i I love the line but i think it you know it could just be a fact that people see the stuff on the street and they're like i want the street stuff you know like, it's, like, more like, okay, that's the product that they're used to. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, people don't go to fucking dancing for country ballads. You know what I mean? So yeah. And yeah. sex sells. I mean, sex sells. Well, yeah, it's pan. You know, you know, everyone will buy into it, you know. 
Um, you know, and it's slick. Mm-hmm. And it's very commercial. Her legs are very commercial work, which appeals to a broader range of people, which means eventually you sell it. To yeah, more but back, back to Abe's uh, fuck the world type of commercial stance, he rips ads out of things. It's not about commercial. It's not exactly. about marketability. It's about placement and eyeballs, no? Well, in his case. I don't know. I just like fucking with ads. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's, it's funny because like, there's like a super anti-advertising uh, mm-hmm. element. And like, I don't know. I just think, you know, I don't think ads are evil. You know, mm-hmm. I just think they're there. You there's know? just it, too many of them. Well, I mean, you know, like the thing is, City. is like, you know, if the guy across the street owns a building and he can make five grand selling, put an ad on the side of it, that's his prerogative. You know, I don't mm-hmm. care, you know, but, you know, I'm happy to go for, like somebody told me how to get in the phone booth. And I'm like, ooh, this will be fun to fuck with, mm-hmm. you know. And then that's how, and I've taken it from there. Yeah, but don't bullshit me. You wouldn't do this in an abandoned building where nobody would see it. You're not just (laughs) fucking with an ad. You want people to see it. You want to get reactions to your work. Yeah, you know, I mean, I painted an abandoned building, sure. Right. You know, I mean, like, I don't, I mean, I put the stuff out there so people see it, Mm -hmm. like just random people on the street, Mm -hmm. you know, like I like before, uh, before I would just, uh, you know, I would go to the random neighborhoods. Like I went up to uh, and did a, a, a dance themed phone booth like all three sides mm. uh, over by Alvin Ailey Dance Theater across the street from Alvin Ailey Very like cool. you know so cool. I was doing it like sp- site specific I want like you know people in the neighborhood to be stoked um you know like when they're on their way to the train to work you mm-hmm. know um and you know lately I've been hitting the lower east side just cuz you know honestly it's but like even a good don't spot. be a dick is positive well, that yeah, that's the thing is, you know is that you, you, like you, some somebody like I posted something on Instagram and some dude was railing on me about it, you know, and he was like, your art says don't be a dick, but you're being a dick. And I'm like, well, the whole idea of breaking into somebody else's property and taking out ad someone paid for and putting in something that says don't be a dick. is kind of a dick move. You're missing the point. You know, like that's kind of like the that's what I kind of like about right. that, you know. So, you know, I don't know. It, it's just funny. I, I like the spontaneity. I like the fact you never know where you're going to find one. You just happen to walk up on it. It's like discovering a treasure. But it's funny, though, because I used to make a point of not going to, you know, Lower East Side, East Village, you know, like kind of street art safe areas, street art safe zones, um, and putting them like, you know, I hit Midtown over by Grand Central. And like, you know, nobody sees them. I mean, people see them, but like two or three people see them. And like, you know, and that's fine. Like, that's not, you know, I'm not about like, you know, but when I put stuff down in the Lower East Side, there's like fucking 400 because everybody who likes street art hangs out down there. You know, there's like people on Instagram take 400 photos of it or whatever. And that's cool. That's what I mean. You know, you're, 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 you're picking prime locations for eyeballs, which is right. the same thing advertisers do. Yeah, sure. Well, yeah, he knows so his market. The, the, no, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to draw. Uh, well, I'm not trying to like. That's the thing is like. No, I'm really... trying to draw attention to the irony of this. Oh aren't, yeah, aren't artists fucking advertising by putting their work up and slapping in the course. in the streets and stuff like that? It's the same thing. It's just well, that's the thing. Draw... It's not paid for. Well, it... the thing is, is like very early on, there was like I did an interview with somebody, and they were like, um, "Why do you like street art?" And um, at that point, the thing I liked about street art is like we were all advertising, but we don't have anything to sell. You know, now it's different because everyone's selling, you know what I mean? Which is fine, you know, but but, you know, that initial first push, there wasn't very many people who were like selling stuff like maybe they had like a one one color silkscreen shirt or like it was pretty lo fi. 
You know what I mean? There wasn't very, I don't remember hardly anything in the beginning. Right. Like, you know, like you would, like, you know, Fail would have a show and you can go buy a Fail art or whatever, or Skewville would have a show and you could go buy Skewville stuff. But um, it was definitely not targeted towards campaign. Well, actually, that's not true. It was more art than merchandise. Merchandising is pretty much a newer thing in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, like, it's funny because they used to call them campaigns back then, too. You know, so I can't say it wasn't a campaign because they were. But everybody just did kind of like an obey. Yeah. You know, back then everybody had a character and they mm-hmm. put it up and da 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 da. You I'm know. working on my stamp. Exactly. You know, it's, just, it's so. one of the it's one of the things you got to do. Word. So uh, back to resistance is female. Uh, who were some of the uh, you know the the founding members of that? Because I'm curious about how it came about, and I want to end up with Sarah Arithmol, who Sarah Arithmol, who's now in Israel, mm-hmm. who who is is fascinating. We'll, we'll get to her in a second, but. Talk to me about how it came about and how you were you were brought into that, please. Well, basically, what happened was was that uh, in the beginning, um, you know, like Trump had just been elected, uh, the women's march was about to happen, and I think there was a lot of talk in the news, basically, like you know that you know abortions are going to be outlawed, you know, or or like the, the Congress was, yeah, was a lot of fear, like or whatever, like all the Republicans were like, all right, now we're going to fucking shut everything down. Mm-hmm. They were kind of bragging about it, and so everybody was like alarmed and pissed so uh you know basically what happened was was uh i thought you know all right well this like you know uh, generally speaking if somebody came up to me and said hey abe will you put my shit in the phone booth for me i'd be like fuck you no Uh, you know do your own dirty work yeah um but there with resistance of female i kind of was like you know what this would be something i would be totally willing to go down for you know and so i what happened was was i kind of like pulled the name out of the in the, out of the ether, you know, like there was like already resistance as females. I wanted to pick something that wasn't ownable, mm-hmm. you know, like future is female, kind of like that. But I didn't want to use that one. Uh, so I got, you know, so I so I picked the name resistance is female and I reached out to a bunch of artists and said, hey, I really like your work. I know how, the, you know, I know how this can wind up in a phone booth. Wink, wink. So if you make a poster at this size, you know, it'll go out there. Your call, just make the text say resistance is female. And so I reached out to Sarah. I reached out to Andrea Cook. I reached out to... Um, Pardon me, Andrea Cook? Yeah, Andrea Cook. Yes, sorry. Uh, uh, um, Maha Alasakar is a photographer, and she was a, she's been a huge... She was a huge supporter she was the actually she was the first poster that we put up Hmm. and uh um, mine was the second and then you know then we started then sarah um yellow yep yellow yep uh my life in yellow also big fan of her work uh and just and you know a a bunch of friends who are graphic designers Mm -hmm. um who are not involved in street art because i thought you know this is not really like a street art this shouldn't be a closed club to only the cool kids i should open this up because you know also graphic design you do some interesting stuff sure you know oh yeah i would love to have those skills right so you know um you know so i you know i just hit people up and then people started making them and we started going out and doing it and why did it stop I didn't. It didn't stop. It's just like I mean. I, I think more so that you know we've all kind of it ran its course. Eh, I don't know if it ran its course or stuff. You know, it's still definitely a need, but it's just week ma- two maybe. Eh, Coming. I don't know. I mean, it depends. Like you know, like to be honest, uh, my first initial reaction to doing my my game plan for doing this mm-hmm. was just to do it, and it was for the people in the streets to see, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Sarah came on. She's like, yo, we should fucking get yeah, press so, on you're, this. You're bigger than that. Come on now. 
No, no. I, yeah. Seriously, I, I was agree. like, you know, I was like, no, I don't want to. And Sarah was like, yo, pe- people will want to see this. You yeah. know, this is a, this is like a good thing to send yeah. out there. I might want to yeah. talk to press. And I was like, yeah. nah, nah, fuck that. That's fucking sell out shit or whatever. You know, yeah. uh, that's not really what I thought. But basically, and then Sarah convinced me to talk to Gothamist. Mm-hmm. And then we talked to Gothamist and it got on there and then it blew up and it got on Artnet and... Mm-hmm. You know stuff like that. You know, so it's like, so it's it's funny because like it really is a collective in that. You know, I mean, also I didn't want to be the guy who's the, the guy behind it because, you know, that'd be weird have an old white guy doing a feminist art project. So we made it into this collective. Got it. You know. Yep. And then Sarah really came in, and Maha uh, Maha uh, also came in, and they brought a lot, and and also my friend Kim Osborne, mm-hmm. who's a graphic designer. They brought a shit ton of stuff to the table and it blew up. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we've all kind of gone and now we're doing different stuff. Mm-hmm. So we haven't had as much focus. So you're saying on the band it. didn't break up? No, we didn't break up, all but right. we're, you know, we're all playing our solo projects. Got it. <laughs> you know? Got it. All right. Now, let's talk about Sarah. I like what she's doing out there. I, I support an artist that wants to create and wants to take any opportunity she has, including painting anything that isn't nailed down. What's wrong with that, Audrey? Oh, nothing wrong nothing. with that. Nothing. I like what she's doing right now even more, though. Uh, right now, she's spending a month in Israel, and she's going into neighborhoods and painting on trash in Israel and leaving messages for other people who might might be looking for ways to find different things to do with their life, and she's giving messages of hope to people that don't often see that. Mm-hmm. And I'm her message right now is empowering especially to young women and young girls. Yep, definitely. She should be very proud of how far she's come considering. All right, real talk. Why was she catching so much shit on the street? Um, Because like so many people that come bouncing onto the street, they don't take the time to actually learn a little bit of the history of what's there before them. And sometimes they go in the wrong places at the wrong time and they get a reputation. And it's not always justified. Sometimes it is especially with wheat paste artists because they don't always look before they paste. Oh, so she went over some people. I think in the beginning, yeah, a couple of times. And, mm-hmm. you know, you do, you just also, you have to build, you have to build, I guess, cred. I mm-hmm. don't know, what, else, what, what would you say? It's not so much cred, but it's just a matter of building up respect by being out there and meeting people. And nah, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think you necessarily have to have cred or do that. I mean, I think it's more that, you know, uh, I think I don't know. I think I, it, it's funny. It's like a weird thing because, like you know, the whole fucking street art scene. You don't need to be a part of to do it. Of course, which I which I love. Of course, oh, right. you know. I try. I don't. Do I don't, you? I don't really, you know, do much of that. You know, um, and you don't need to do it. Um, and you don't need to be make friends. Theoretically, uh, you know, you, you know, agreed. You have to learn the rules of the road. You know, I mean, like, you know, one of the things you didn't that read all... Dale Carnegie's yeah, How to that's... Win Friends and Influence People, did you? I don't think it's much like you say. I don't think it's about friends as much as just kind of understanding the culture because there is a strong culture right. out there. Yeah, well, that's the thing is, is like you know, I mean, and even in the beginning when Street Art two thousand three, a lot of people were like, oh, well, I don't mind going over those ugly tags. And everyone was like, oh, yeah. Take it easy. And then yeah. that's why there's all this fucking beef now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because these kids, you know, people show up. You know, I, I don't want to say kids because when in 2003, I don't think I have one over tags. But, you know, I didn't wheat paste, you know. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, I think, you know, I think, yeah, you got to learn the rules of the road. You know, don't go over rioters ever. Mm-hmm. Ever. Right. 
ever. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> That's just the bottom line. And, you know? you're, and if you, and, you know, if, and if somebody comes at you, if a writer comes at you and says, yo, you fucking fuck you, you know, well, somebody, so the advice, the advice I got when I started going out was it's okay to go over somebody, but you got to know who you're going over. And if you're not okay to have a conversation or be confronted by that person for going over, don't do it. You just have to think before you slap up. And if you're slapping on a door with 20 people on it, you know, I get it. So uh, I but, think, you know, you, you know, you got to know the basics, you know, it's like, you know, it's, it's, you know, would it, whatever. Be, would it be different if she were a man? Yeah, probably. That's bullshit. I because, don't know. Yeah, the, but the stuff with uh, let's 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 just call it out. The stuff with uh, artist trash that never would have happened. No, that wouldn't have happened. But I think that was a misunderstanding on both sides. Also, I think it got blown up into something that probably would have been settled much better in a conversation had the two been in a room because they would have each understood where they were actually coming from. Right. Well, you know. Also, I think there was like you know. I mean, they both work on trash. Yeah. So there was probably beef, that like you know, like right there, exactly. Like, you know, the, you know. So and you know, I helped fucking stir the pot on that one because I was just in a bad mood that day and I fucking went off. You know. Well, it was bullshit. Uh, yeah, it was it creepy. Was bullshit. It, but, was, it was weird. Yes, but he's, but he's also European. We're from here. Well, we can't. You know, I mean, like it's funny because like now I'm kind of like extremely I'm, crude. That's. I mean, and he's, he he's doesn't a, mean it necessarily. The thing is, it's not necessarily sexual as much as he's just crude. I don't think he meant it rapey. No, he I meant it crude. That, and I'm not defending him, but I'm not defending him. But yeah, I don't know. Um, it, it was a weird thing. I kind of feel bad that I fucking stirred the pot about that whole situation in retrospect because I went off half cocked and I was like, because you know Sarah's my fucking friend, you know, and so I, and I was like, ah, you know. Um, I was also having a bad week, I think at that point. So I was ready to snap already. And so I blew up, I did like the, you know, barf on the internet thing and that stirred up a whole lot of shit. You well, know, he also tends to, and I like him and I like his work, but he tends to be very arrogant about his work and that kind of bounced back. So it wasn't really, I don't know him, but you know, yeah, you know, I, I've never met him before, you know, like I, you know, I thought his work was fucking cool before that. And then I was like, Oh, that's weird. Um, so, but I just think, and if I may, um, I think Sarah is an easy target or she appears an easy target and people don't realize how strong she is. Well, you know, you you know, I think the funny thing is, is that people are like, because she's not your typical like street art graph person, like they're like, oh, she's this new Jack who just showed up, but she's like fucking for real Brooklyn. Oh, she's yeah. born and raised in Borough Park and like, you know, the Orthodox in Orthodox uh, Judaism. And, you know, she's doing her thing. Uh, so people think like she's some kid who fucking blew in from Ohio, you know, who's trying to make a fucking, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, she's more real New York than I'm not from here. More real New York. That's than right, me. motherfucker. <laughs> you know, I'm from California. <laughs> so, you know, but I always, you know. Right, I, I identify. You're I respectful like, about it. That's, I'm, that's, I identify as a Californian as yes. long as I live. There you know, you I don't Good go. Oh, I'm a New Yorker now. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, I'm right. a guy who's lived here a long time. But you know, but I think she's slowly but surely she's also earning a lot more credit on the streets. People are seeing her work more often. Um, she's reaching a good audience because people love her work. Whenever yeah. I do tours where, where her work is along the way, people are I think captivated. it's fantastic. It's yeah. readable. It doesn't require well, translation. It's fucking, it's, the thing I like about it is that it's iconic. 
It re- like, and I right. don't mean she, that in a in a fucking blow smoke up your ass way. It quite literally, are these visual icons, you know? And I think that they read really well in the street. Uh, you know, she always has some message to go with it that mm-hmm. I don't that I don't think is some kind of cornball Instagram quote. Like, well, you know, especially when you, I mean, when you couple it with her story, her message becomes right. extremely important. It means the art mean a lot more, right? And you know, it's it's funny messages though. Messages are very personal, and yet they reach. A lot of people. Well, it's funny, though, because it's like, you know, there's times when, like, you know, there have been street artists where I wasn't particularly a big fan of their work, and then I met them, and then I was like, oh, okay, you know? And then, you know, but I think that, you know, for me, uh, I don't want to have to know somebody to fucking dig their shit. You know, I want to be able to pick it up and go, oh, shit, that's fucking dope. Like, you know, Buff Monster. Ideally, the you work know? should stand on its own. I yeah, exactly. You. And then, you know, there are the instances where you meet somebody and you're like, oh, that dude is really fucking cool. I get where they're coming from now. I get it now. But, you know, I still think that, you know, it should be able to I've stand said that on that a thousand own. times because who doesn't have opinions that you right. immediately draw facts upon? You know, you that's your opinion. You yep. think this, think that. Oh, I get it. Now. I, I see yeah, where you're coming I from. I appreciate a lot of street artists because of the other things they do in their life, right? Rather than just art. To be honest, sometimes it makes their art mean more. So. Hmm. So, what else do you do in life, Abe? Uh, I'm a dad. Mm. I have kids. Uh, I work. I have a regular nine to fiver, which I actually I really. I used, it's funny because I, actually I spent a lot of time kind of like, you know, uh, when I was younger kind of going, I'm just, you know, I'm biding time until something happens where I'm like, you know, I'm not like I wasn't actually doing any art. So I wasn't like I'll get discovered. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was like, I'm just biding time until something, you know, until my ship comes in. Something better comes along. Right. And then, uh, you know, uh, I got laid off during like in 2000, whatever, when the fucking uh, when all the mortgages went Seven, to shit. 2007. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like fucking out of work forever. And I really learned to appreciate having a job like a, a regular nine to fiver. Um, I, I don't hate it, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I may not always love the job that I have, but I appreciate the fact that like, you know, I get paid on time and, you know, granted I got kids, right. you know, so I can't just fucking wing it. I can't like, you know, live in a loft and fucking bed and fucking hopefully make some money selling art, you, you know, cause I have requirements, you know, and I'm not hating on that, that other lifestyle. That's fucking rad. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, um, you know, I like actually having a paycheck so I don't have to fucking make art pays bills as opposed to making art that I want to make like, you know, cause you, you know, I mean, you can, there's a lot oh, yeah, of stuff you see that is I like sellable quote yeah. unquote, you know, it's also nice to self fund your own projects. Yeah. And like, I'm not required to like, you know, I can make a fucking poster about depression or I can make a poster about, you know, fucking how sports are fucking stupid or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or like, you know, and you know, th- there's no correlation between like I can't like I can piss people off if I want because I'm not trying to fucking make nice and fucking uh-huh, sell yeah. sell yeah. units at a gallery. Yep. You know, yep. And you know, again, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, that's cool. That's how that's how it works. That's the game. You know, but do, do you, know, you see yourself as a as a gallery artist someday? I don't know. Not really. I don't know. I mean, like I did a fucking like when I in 2006 I did a dunny with Kid Robot. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was the chase one, which means it's the secret one that nobody knows about until like the Got big it. reveal. And it's like super rare compared to the rest of them. And so that was a fucking huge boon mm-hmm. because it really kind of put me on the map on a different level. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I, uh, and I got started, like, you know, I started getting asked to be in a lot of other art shows that I wasn't necessarily being asked to be in before that, right. uh, that were more urban art, you know, and, you know, I mean, I do, you know, you could say I fit in the urban art category at that point, you know, um, probably still do. Uh, but, um, you know, I was starting to get asked to be in like, Hey, we've got like, you know, theme shows, which I think are totally fucking annoying, like pop culture, like, you know, <laughs> like, you know, and that's just my taste, you know, like, uh, you know, you mean like, hating everything? Yes. Yes. As- yes absolutely. Yes. Um, uh, <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, being our Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles themed art show. And like, you know, I didn't yeah. even fucking watch Teenage Mutant Ninja, Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm too old for that shit. So like, you know, but then it got to a point where I was doing shit for art shows and I didn't even give a fuck about the stuff I was making because it was just product kind of like, I was making stuff as the deadline approach just to kind of get it out there, Got it. you know, and I really started hating doing art shows. And uh, at a certain point, um, I made a conscious decision to say, fuck art shows, fuck galleries, fuck everything. I'm just going to do what I want to do. And then, then luckily it happened to align with the same time that I was like, figured out how to get into the phone booths Mm -hmm. and, you know, and I've been doing it since, you know, um, I mean, before that, but like they, they they all kind of came together and, um, and, uh, you know, I mean, I don't really like, I don't really like the gallery shtick. It's a totally different beast and it's a lot of fucking ass kissing and fucking brown nosing. And like, you know, that's cool. If you want to do that, you know, I'm not, not hating on it, but I think that's probably my thing I save the most in this podcast. I'm not hating on it. I'm trying to qualify the fact no, that I know. I, uh, <laughs> the fact that you know. I mean, I'm not criticizing other people for doing it if right. that's what they want to do. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, but it's not my but thing. It just doesn't work for you. Yeah, and you know, if people want to do, I mean, I'm probably going to do a couple art shows this year. You know, but a couple. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're going to be related to stuff as opposed to like be, you know, be in my group show about um, you know 21 Jump Street. Exactly. <laughs> none, none of that. Thank you very much. Unless it's something you're very interested in, huh? A Schoolhouse Rock show you might do, right? Ooh, oh, that would. Well, I don't know. All my stuff is pretty heavily influenced by Schoolhouse Rock, so <laughs> you know, I don't know if I would do a show based around it. Um, I did something for a show a long time ago that was Schoolhouse, like based on Schoolhouse Rock, but. I don't know. I think people are leaning too much on pop culture shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's yeah. like people's like whole thing is Simpsons or. Fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja it's Turtles. Bringing back, the, bringing back people's childhood when they didn't have responsibilities and everything was happy. It makes them happy to think about the 80s and the 70s yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, but at the same yeah, time, nostalgia though, sells. Nostalgia right. and sex really sells. Yeah, but it's like at the same time, though, it's, it's like, I don't know. I mean, it, you know, it's a case-by-case basis. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, like I like Wizard Skull shit a lot. Yeah. He does tons of pop culture sure. stuff. Sims I think he's great. Guy. He does like totally weird flips on him and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, and then, uh, uh, you know, what's his name? Jizz. That guy fucking kills oh, yeah. Simpson stuff. He's fucking great. He's Giz. a very giz. giz sorry. Yeah. No. Uh, a talented artist. I never, I never fantasized. I'm watching Simpsons 25 years. I never sim- fantasized about what Lisa Simpson would look like with, you know, if she TNA. ended up on the pole. Yeah. No, I never thought <laughs> that. was about a little that. weird. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I have kids. I'm so, a fan. I like, so, this you know. I like the way he takes childhood characters and brings them into the adult world. Yeah, because, I don't know. It's all know, right. You know, like in, in general, I'm like not a big fan of that. But again, I'm a kid owner. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, like, you know, I have a different perspective. There's a certain 12 year old boy in everybody, I think. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I, 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 there was some, somebody did like a sexy Dora at one point, And I was like, that's creepy, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, that would be creepy. Right? Whereas I can see Lisa Simpson more. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because she was. 
But I don't know. Anyway, regardless of that, though, I think people rely too much on the pop culture shtick, you know, uh, just in general. You know, it's like if you like, you know, you know, I mean, I like making original stuff, you know. And, you know, when I was in my 20s, I drew fucking I drew a comic of Scooby Doo smoking weed, which was fucking, you know, shocking at that point, you know. Um, <laughs> but, you know, so I get it, you know, and, and, and maybe it's just life experience stuff. You know, because I have a lot more life experience than people. So, like, to me, like, some cartoon I watched when I was a kid is like, you know, I'm like, eh. You know? Yeah, you're over it. Been there, done that. Well, no, not even over it. Just just I have different life experience, well, you know? Well, you've built up enough to do it without having to rely on right. something else. You've I, I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate original content over right, just let's, lifting. Let's talk about your original content. My favorite thing, uh, something I sent my friend to Comic-Con three trips to get for you was your, uh, your Satanic Kids. Uh, give us a, give us a quick overview of Satanic Kids before I freak out about it. Okay, uh, Satanic Kids is a uh, like a, a, a thing I'm doing. It's a it's a you know it's a, got a comic aspect to it. It's got uh, some figures that I do in collaboration with Tenacious Toys. Uh, basically, the um, the whole concept is that the Satanic Kids are three tween kids who are metalheads that live like somewhere in the Midwest or Bible Belt, and they just get their ass kicked all the time. Um, and you know, like they're the, the, the unpopular kids, uh, and it's basically kind of like the story of their, you know, their miserable existence in a shitty fucking little, you know, hole in the middle of nowhere. And um, the concept, like the the bigger concept behind it was is that uh, you know, uh, eventually in the story, the the you know the satanic kids, have, uh, you know, are walking around. They're walking home from school, and they're bitching about how they got their ass kicked. And like you know, Rocky, who's the main guy. He is like, man, I'd sell my soul to the devil if I could get back at those assholes. And they happen to be at the crossroads. And then so then Satan shows up and then they sell their souls to the to to Satan for, you know, just kind of generally dumb tween stuff. (laughs) Uh, You know, Rocky cashes in because he's like, I want revenge, you know, so it's like I want to pay back. And then he's got another uh, friend called Lil Buzzo, uh, who's a guitar player. And he wants to be like the best guitar player in town. Uh, that's like that's his big that's his big goal and so he sells his soul for that and then there's another guy um called uh, rj and he is uh and he's a bmx guy and so he wants to be like the best bmx guy in the area you know so he's he's got a bigger scope like you know in the slightly, county slightly. the county's the county best the town. bmx dude um and so it's basically like you know their misadventures and like you know the comic that i did that went with the figure that i released at comic-con was uh basically it's just me you know using Rocky as my way to vent on like fucking religion and fucking how stupid it is and you know all that stuff sure you know and uh, it's like there were like one they're like all one panel comics that are like kind of like uh, heavy metal satanic Dennis the Menace I love them they they make (laughs) they make me laugh because I, I put myself in the place of whoever is pissing them off that day and next thing you know this kid is Possessing Satan's powers and murdering everybody in in, in the county. I just, I love that the end of every every episode is just fire and brimstone and destruction. Yes, <laughs> it's like the end of Carrie. Every episode, uh, pig's blood for everyone. Right? I love it. I love it. I love it. So, brother, uh, before we wrap it up, let's uh, let's give the listeners uh, all the wonderful ways that they can get in touch with you and see your stuff and uh, formulate their own opinions. Uh, okay, well, my website, which I don't ever update, uh, but it's got a lot of like like my older work on it. 
uh, like the Kid Robot stuff and things like that. Um, that uh, is girlsbike.com. And um, then my Instagram is Abe Lincoln Jr., Abe Lincoln Jr., uh, which is got pretty much what I do all my posts now. I just post straight to Instagram, and then my Facebook is the same. Everything is at Abe Lincoln Jr., is you know every all the social media points to that. So if uh, someone wants to see your art, old art, it's uh, the website. New art is uh, Instagram, and to fight with you about a political topic is Facebook. It sounds like. Well, you know, if I, you know political stuff, sports, Star Wars. No, I hate it all. Not a so. Sport. I'm happy to talk yeah, shit about all of it. Yeah. Behavior. <laughs> I, I get the, the, the I don't no, get the hating Star Wars. Well, that's what I was going to go with, Audrey. I was going to say I get nah, the hating sports. I mean, some guys. Yeah, just, you know, I get you can't that, but I can't get the hating whatever. Star Wars. Talk I can get me. hating some Star Wars. Don't don't frame his opinion. Why don't Why do we hate Star Wars? Uh, you know, it was a great movie when I was eight. You know, <laughs> so so was <laughs> Benji, but you know, life goes on. You know, there's not you know like I. So the, Star Wars the, tattoos and the fanboy and... culture around it's just kind of annoying to me. Like you know, it's like you know, like it is a religion. Some dudes, like you know, if another person says these aren't the droids you're looking for, out of context in some situa- social situation, you just want to choke them out. You know, <laughs> it's just fucking. I think you're allowed to. Oh, is it? Oh, that's on yeah. the books now. I think it is. Oh, excellent. Yeah. All right, no, no, cool. Misusing, misusing pop culture references are, are punishable on the spot by mob violence. I thought. Oh, yeah. sweet. Legal excellent. Defense. Yeah. No, no, no. So, anybody can't. who wants to form an mo- angry mob, get at me. Well, on my social media, we'll hook it up. <laughs> Preferably Facebook. <laughs> All right, Abe. Thank you very much for coming in today. We appreciate it. Uh, you know, we look forward to what's coming up in eighteen. And uh, you want to give anybody a little teaser, a little something, a little, uh, a little carrot, a little. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to do an art show this year of some stuff. I'm not sure what yet. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm putting that together. Um, it, it's I don't know. I think I think this year is my yeah this year is my fifteenth anniversary of doing street art under the Abe Lincoln Junior name. So I'll probably do something around that. Um, and, uh, what else? Uh, you know, I'm just, you know, I, like one of the things is I don't like to plan things out. I just like to do things as I do them. I'm going to keep doing phone booths, you know, like I'm having the most fun doing Yay. that. It's a blast doing those things. It's like the, you know, it's my favorite thing. It's funny now more, more people are figuring it out now. So it's like, it, it's interesting. There's more artists that are figuring out how to get in, which is like, uh, interesting. It's cool though. You know I mean? Like pretty much everybody that I'd I've love seen. i see them all taken over. Yeah, there's way too many ads in New York. Well, but you know, the only problem with that is, is that you know, like I mean, I mean, not necessarily with phone booths. It's like you know, you go to like what is that Freeman's Alley? Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. bombed with shit. You know, do do we need another thing that's just bombed with I'll shit? I'll say it. I'll be the one. <laughs> Freeman Alley a year ago was a who's who, and today it's a little messy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I've never been. I don't even know where it is. A little too much noise. It's a little too much of the same people. Uh, I'm not hating on it. I I I love it. I think it's good. I think there's Uh, a jewel now and again. I think I think it needs a buff. Yeah, I think it needs a buff, and Stickman needs to become come back into town. Mm -hmm. I have this thing for Stickman. Yeah, he's the best, definitely. Well, I I, uh, yeah. I, I like his stuff. I, uh, I heard the gallery show that he did with Fat Free cost him a little too much money, and that's uh, part oh, of the reason Oh, not Stick. They... Not Stick. Stick Man. Oh, I'm sorry. Man, yes, yeah, forgive me. Man. Different yeah. artist. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Abe, you're the best. Thank Audrey, you for having me. Wonderful as always. And, uh, you know, we'll see you on the streets, guys. Later. Until. Bye. Bye.